Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase c slash mindgappodcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. All right, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we are joined again, a return guest, someone who's been here, I think, at least twice before. Uh, he is a producer. Twice. He is a director. He is a writer, question mark, I believe so. Please welcome back Adam Smustag. Hey. Thanks I wasn't man. expecting a fanfare from kids. Always. Yes. We yes. have uh, a gaggle of kids always on the ready to cheer for you. I Things that so Matt excited. Gates hopes for. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Political humor. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Uh, hey, we're here. <laughs> Take it. Get off Twitch, you pedophile. Anyway, um, just saw that he was like launching his Twitch stuff on there and didn't it didn't go well for him. So hopefully it never does. Is, is he going to do... The hot tub streams. God, I hope so. now tub? we're talking. Now we're uh, talking. I'd love to see Matt Gates in a hot tub. Oh, now we're talking. Oh my God. Hey guys, I just want to, you know, I just want to chill out with you, and I just want to talk a little bit about politics in the hot tub. Uh, you know, it's just as he's responding he to a, chat. He has a face. He has a face that screams. Do you know who my father is? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like it really. Uh, he also has a face that looks like he maybe missed a step in evolution. From like Cro Magnum to you know regular humans, just like he's got that forehead yeah. that could just break a, a wall. He's got a fake <laughs> forehead that could break a wall. I mm. need to remember that one. Yeah, I was gonna say similarly. He's got a face that uh, when he was playing catch as a kid, he ran head first into the wall. So you and I were in the same position. He looks You're like right. he could maybe be a dwarf character in the Rings of Power, just Ooh. like without the prosthetics, you know. Right. Or maybe he's a half. <laughs> something orc? half orc maybe half troll i don't know like he's just got something yeah. you know yeah but anyway we're so <laughs> glad that you're here adam <laughs> we're glad you're here and matt gates is not here that's really what the moral of this is adam since the last time you were here we've gotten very political on the show yes apparently yeah, yeah. made some jokes before we started rolling and ah here we are but before we really Good get started We've got a, uh, a question from one of our fans in the chat who asked this question to everyone. Who is your favorite Pokemon? Oh, who is my favorite Pokemon? Uh, I think I think it's 
name is uh, uh, Gasly. I was gonna say I was gonna say Pikachu. I feel like everybody's gonna say Pikachu or whatever. Like, isn't Gasly one of the ghost ones? It's been a while. It's been a hot minute since I was involved in the Pokemon Go or any of that stuff. I think that was my that was my favorite one. I'm gonna be honest with you. I you could say anything, that. Adam, and Justin and I wouldn't know. I would um, not. We are not. Oh, Pokemon aficionados. Gasly or uh, Reebok. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah sponsored. Yeah, yeah, sponsored with good partnership with Nintendo Reebok, yeah. you know? Um, Zinni the other day, uh, just she sent me a DM on our Discord and it was like, hey, um, if I sent you like a list of a pictures of all the Pokemon, do you think you could pick your favorite based on that? And I was like, absolutely. And I don't even remember which one I picked, but I picked the one that looked the sexiest. And That's apparently he it wasn't him being sexy. It was him being lazy. Here we go. His name is the fuck is this thing's name? Snorlax. It's slacking or slaking. I don't know, but uh, it is. It is. It's hot, man. It's a hot, hot one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna share this with uh with the with the people watching. You can see it. There it's uh, it's a hot boy. I picked him because he looks yeah. like he's laying there rubbing his belly. Like, come here, come here. You you know you want to check this out. Not safe for work, Pokemon. Yeah, he's like, Poke- yeah. Pokemon after dark. His species is lazy Pokemon, and one hundred percent rule thirty four for that. Uh, <laughs> apparently, um, he he's 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 a very tanky Pokemon, but he falls asleep, so he's a risky he's a risky guy. So ah, uh, well, he's, he's tough. That to, happens sometimes. That happens. Yeah. So, that but happen. but thank you for sharing your favorite Pokemon. That that Zinni is happy. She's very You've made Zinny happy. Yes. She says ghastly is fair. So she approves. So thank you. Way to go. All right. That's all right. Yay. That's that's the <laughs> good stuff all right there. Um hey. so we got some I'm cool stuff to, that you were able to to name one. Like I would my I was like a Kirby? I don't know. I was like, again, you could make anything up, you know. Yeah. And we I've been like, that that sounds like one. That sounds real. We could do that. Sure. Yeah. Um but we got some cool stuff to talk about here. So let's do some housekeeping real quick and then we'll get to it. So uh, we'll link this real quick. Uh, check us out on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash podcast. Like and subscribe. Gang, quick quick subscriber story. Uh, last week uh, when we were recording this, we were at 217 subscribers. At some point over a seven-day period, we went from 217 to a height of 254. And uh, now we're back down to 222. I don't know what the fuck happened, but Justin, I was furiously typing him updates being like, I don't know what's going on right now because our viewership, our viewers have not gone up, but our subscribers have shot through the roof and then they would like dip and then they go back up. And now we're at 222, which I think feels more realistic. So if you subbed and you stayed with us, thanks. (laughs) Doug doesn't trust anything when it comes to the internet. He is, everything is suspect to him. That's very fair. Anything that the the, the numbers didn't add up. It's like, I didn't, I mean, we posted like our episode, but there was nothing extravagant. Usually we'll pick up, you know, a sub or a follower here or there when we post a short or a reel or whatever. But I was like, we haven't really changed anything. And there's just this huge spike. I'm like, what's going on? I don't trust this. I'm suspicious. And I was right. So again. So anyway, but if you have subscribed, great. And if you haven't, you should check us out. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Hit like. We'd appreciate it. And uh, if, if you watch our episode, if you watch it live, just drop a comment down below. Your favorite emoji. Uh, you tell us what you like about Adam. 
why is why do you think he's so cool? I think he's cool because yeah. he's a he's a talented human being, and you're gonna learn more about him in just a second if you haven't already. So check us out there. Uh, be sure if you want to uh, support us, you can uh, follow us on all our social medias at MindGap Podcast. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. You can check out our merch at redbubble.com. If you want to hang out with cool people like Zinni and Jerbis and other cool folks, uh, join our Discord. The link is in the description down below. You can hang out with us. Join us for our video game nights, uh, which I host on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. You can also check us out on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central where we host the live stream of the podcast, which is super exciting. Last Saturday, we did the Jackbox Games Night, and it got just absolutely dirty, 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 D-U-R-T-T-T-Y, dirty. And uh, I'm going to hopefully put together a little highlight reel. No short is going to cover the depravity that we, we got to. So I think I'm just going to do a highlight reel of, of some of those moments. Noah is not going to like it because Noah was That's the butt of money jokes. So, um, so stay tuned for that. That'll be coming. But anywho, that's all of our housekeeping. We have Adam and I have some housekeeping. Of course. No, 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 no. Let's don't you dare lump that in with housekeeping. This is an announcement. It is an announcement. Adam and I wanted to get this in at the very top. So people heard it before all the plugs at the back and everyone's like, yeah, we're done. You know, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's give us the prompt and circumstances it deserves. One second. This is a mind gap exclusive. 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 I'm so glad you have that now. This um, is what I do sometimes when I should be working. <laughs> all right. So Adam and I are producing uh, a film called love and improv. You've probably heard me talk about it before. Uh, it is uh, our two East dates first feature film and Adam and Smooth Entertainment is has jumped on board and he's uh, helping us produce it along with Tara Haller and uh, Stephen. Is it Rudinsky? Rudinsky. Rudinsky. Um, and it's uh, we're we're really excited about it. Right now we are doing our Seed and Spark crowdfunding campaign. Okay, and so that means that we need people to help us uh, raise some money because making a movie is expensive. And it's also a team effort. We want you to join our team. We want you to be part of our team. And the way that you be part of our team is you donate, right? Now, you can donate a dollar. You can donate $5, 10 20 a million, whatever your financial situation dictates. You can donate that. But we have a special, a special offer for the MindGap audience. And Adam, I'm going to let you take it away. Yeah, I'm putting my body on the line for this one. So... Uh, what I said is, so for every $100 that the MindGap podcast audience donates, I will take a one-ounce shot of the scorpion pepper Tabasco sauce. If the MindGap podcast people can raise $2,000 amongst them all over the course of the next week, I will do. I will come back and join you guys for whatever amount of time you guys want to dedicate to me. I will do the Pocky one chip challenge. I have done half of a chip before. It sucks. <laughs> I will, but I will, I will be happy to put my pain and my suffering on display for you guys. It is, it is nuts. I think we can do this. I think it'll be fun. So come watch me uh, hurt my stomach. So there you go. So for every, for every dollar, or sorry, for every dollar, no. Every <laughs> Every $100 raised by the MindGap crew, the community that we have, 
Adam will do an out. You said one ounce shot. One ounce shot of the, of the scorpion tabasco, scorpion pepper Tabasco, which is there. You go. And shot. if within a week from when this airs, uh, we can raise two thousand dollars, he will do the one chip challenge on air with us live on the stream. And you know what? If we go for twenty five hundred. He'll put some of the Tabasco sauce on the chip. How about oh, that? Man. At that point in time, really. It's like throwing a Molotov cocktail after, you know, a nuclear bomb. Like at yeah, that right? point in time, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Well, well that's exciting. Yes. So <laughs> that the challenge don't yes, go ahead. Tell yes. us how could they donate to make this happen? So you can go to uh my, on Instagram, uh uh my bio, Adam's bio, Tui States, but all of our bios have the link in uh, the profile. You can also go to loveandimprovfilm.com. That's loveandimprovfilm.com, all spelled out. And on there, there's a link to the Seed and Spark campaign. You can also go to seedandspark.com and search Love and Improv. So there's many ways to get there. And uh, MindGap, we'll, we'll do some posts about it. We'll remind you guys on social media. Throw the link up there. But yes, if you guys can go to loveandimprov.com, there's a link to our crowdfunding campaign and the gauntlet has been thrown down. You guys have one week to make this happen. I want to see Adam cry. So please help us make this happen. More importantly, I want to see what it, what it does to his butt. So yes. <laughs> if you guys raise $3,000, Adam will show you his butthole on air. As if you guys raise $3,000, I will come back on from the bathroom. There we go. At the, at the next episode. Now we're talking. Yeah. Do another follow up and be like, all right, guys, it's hitting. Go live. And I'll talk to you through the door. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Listen, oh, God. it's a noble cause. All right, yes. gang. It's a noble cause, a noble reason. <laughs> In all seriousness, support this. Support this stuff. I'm super excited for all of you. I can't wait to see you all make this. And I'm super pumped. So oh, this is very exciting. The other thing to prove that it came from the MindGap community, if you can eat just, I don't think there's a way to make a comment when you donate. If there is, just type in MindGap in the comment. But if not, take a quick screenshot of that and just DM us on Twitter, on Insta. You can DM MindGap on Instagram, on Twitter, on Discord. However you, if you know us, you can text us. Just send us the donation and we'll compile all the DMs and the images that we get and we'll put it up there. So there you go. That's what Adam's going to be doing. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> Put it up there. That's exciting. That's super yeah. exciting. Um, well, that's great. So thank you for doing that off the top. Uh, I'm super excited. You guys have been doing a great campaign so far. I can't wait to see how much you all raise and I hope we go above and beyond your goal. So this is, this is super too. cool. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, us yeah. too. Uh, Adam, for the folks that may not know you, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you're doing and you know, what's going on, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm Adam. That is a great way to start. Uh, no, I am a, a writer, producer, director. Um, we are working on this love and improv film. Um, I've put together a couple of short films on my own. Uh, I was here, I think, last, the first time I was promoting. My first one was Six Months in 2063. Um, I did a supernatural horror movie. Uh, it's called Short, or it's a Shorts. Blah, blah, blah. Supernatural short film called Stairs, which is up on my YouTube channel. Uh, and then I've got awesome another one coming out called, thank you. You have to say that because I'm here. I um, do. 
And then I've got a, I got another one that we just uh, shot. It's in post-production called Nice House, which uh, was cool. It's the first time I get to film, we get to kill a guy with a chainsaw. Like, movie kill a guy with a chainsaw. The guy's fine. He's walking around. He's cool. Um, but yeah, we got to use a blood cannon, which I didn't know was a thing. Um, oh my God, it, it was... That's hey, awesome. Save my life. My wife's not here, so I can say that. It was awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so cool. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just Very realizing cool. the last time you were here was episode 276, so it's almost been 100 episodes since Jesus we had Christ. since we had you on here. So yeah, it's we were yeah. long overdue. Yeah, I'm like a hundred year flood. I come around every hundred. Yeah, last time you were here, we talked about uh, the KFC's Lifetime movie. You know, so. Oh my, oh my god. god. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That was a while ago. That was a we minute. We should all follow up with that. And we should, you know, what we should have done was we should have all watched it for this episode. Yeah, you know, I think Adam's already potentially going to be putting his body through a lot of pain. I don't think we need to add that to it as well. We don't need <laughs> mental anguish to go on top of that. It seems like, it seems a bit much, a bit overkill. I'm holding, I, I'm holding out for the Popeye's chicken uh, romantic comedy. Now yeah, we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the next one after Love and Improv. That's what we need to tuck into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just go through all the chicken restaurants. Love that, <laughs> loving it, Popeyes. Do some browns, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we're talking. Blech. Blech. <laughs> uh, it's so, a terrible name for a restaurant, Browns. I know, right? Yeah, not great. Yeah, no. Not great stuff. <laughs> Almost as bad as UPS's, you know, tagline, which is "What can Brown do for you?" And it's like nothing good. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing good, sir. And like, look, I get it. You guys are brown. That's your logo. But come on. That's the best you got. Come on. How about we won't break your stuff. We'll get it to you. On, that, they not, they're not allowed to legally say that, though. We won't break it. We won't do it we intentionally. We break your stuff. It, it'll get there. <laughs> How about it'll get there? It'll get, UPS. It'll get there. UPS. Yeah. It'll get there. Um, UPS. Eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Uh, Adam, you're you're doing something though that I find incredible is that you are you are throwing yourself head on into a career in filmmaking, uh, and and really really going for it. Like you're you're kind of you're shifting the main focus, the the nine to five, if you will, towards ever ever surely towards the the realm of just doing filmmaking. And I'm floored that in Denver this is. Possible. I didn't realize that the scene was so uh, was so hot out there. Can you talk just a little bit about what that journey's been like? What you experienced? What made you do it? And how you're going about it for anyone who uh, you know is listening that that might need that little shot of inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I for, if I didn't mention. So I, I am a licensed and practicing attorney um, for the. Uh, maybe remaining three months, but I am transitioning out of that stable job and going into headfirst into the filmmaking industry. Um, so I started actually in like 2018 working as a, a PA um, and, uh, you know, worked on set. And this was in Chicago. Chicago's a major, major market. So there was, I was getting quite a bit of work. And then obviously the pandemic happened and whatever, it might suck. Um, but we moved here in and Colorado, we're just outside of Boulder. We moved in January of 2021. And actually that first year, I was quite nervous because it's a minor market, but that first year I was busy. 
Um, I worked on a, a, an independent film that was shot out in the mountains out here. Um, and then I worked on, there's, there's a lot of uh, Hallmark movies that get filmed out here. Uh, Hallmark for lack of a better word, but you know, that kind of, that brand. Yeah. Uh oh, dang it! Ah, lost him. Lost him again. You Damn. know what it was? The Hallmark people. Yeah, they're like take him. They down. heard. They were like, nope. They like they he said. Hall, we we don't actually Hallmark doesn't actually operate out of there. But you're using our name. That's slander. Right. Uh, they immediately contacted Google and said, "Hey, shut this down. Shut that shit down. These speed. these assholes are doing us dirty, and I don't I don't like it." Cut the feed. Cut the feed. Cut the goddamn feed. But it's okay because he has the power to bring himself back like the hero that he is. Hey. There he hey. is. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he said, hey, and then just disappeared again. Wait, wait. Is this time the charm? I can hear you guys. Oh, there yeah. Hey, there he is. Perfection. I can hear you guys. I can see there we go. There we are. Um, yeah, that's where I left off. So yeah. Hallmark-esque movies. Hallmark-esque movies. So I did a couple of those. Uh, and then, um, yeah, the thing is, is like there is a lot of talented filmmakers out here. Um, like some incredibly great uh, cinematographers, uh, you know, gaffers, uh, actors, writers, directors, that sort of thing. There's just not a lot of people that film out here, and I don't get it. It is beautiful. Just take your camera and point it to the west, and like, move production values. It's, it's gorgeous. So uh, yeah, I think we're we're working on pushing some more, getting some more big stuff to come out here, um, come out of the Colorado scene. But it's 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 ripe for a it's ripe for a comeback. I think it's ripe to be the next Atlanta. Nice. That's awesome. It's also, I know, like a lot of folks, you know, for a while there, I think before the pandemic, like Colorado was sort of the getaway for L.A. You know, a lot of folks were like, man, I, you know, it's a nice place to go. It's chill. It's 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 less populous. It's, you know, better uh, just wildlife and just nature in general. I think it was kind of the stopover. And then I think Boise, oddly enough, and Idaho became in, like the yeah. next place where people yeah. are like, I'm going to fucking Idaho. And people are like, really? They're like, yeah, it's it's like the not so hidden secret anymore. So I could see how there could be you know, relatively close proximity and that, you know, yeah. people go there and, you know, are maybe setting up shop to do more projects. And like you said, I mean, you can't beat the scenery there. I mean, geez, yeah. it's oh, yeah. fantastic. It's amazing. That's really cool that you're in a good spot. You're primed. You're ready. You're prepped. Yeah. You're ready to yeah. strike. You know? <laughs> Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Very aggressive. I like it. I'm ready yeah, to strike. Yeah. yeah. We got it. Yeah. So, yeah. um, what made you what made you fully be like, all right, I'm leaving the stability of the lawyer life <laughs> to go to go into film? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I always wanted to do this was always where I wanted to end up. Um, like I've got this this little drawing back here was something that I made when I was like, I think it was like second grade. And it says, what do you want to be when I wrote when you grow up? And I wrote movie director and I misspelled everything. And it was cute. So something I always wanted to do, but growing up in the Midwest, it wasn't like really an option. You know, my parents were very practical. They would like, get a real job. Yeah. So, you know, I went to law school um, and yeah, I practiced for a while. It was fun. Uh, not, I'm sorry. I should take that back. It wasn't fun. I practiced for a while. I made some money. It was, it was good, but it was always like an, a means to an end. And, uh, you know, I finally 
got to that point where things have been taken off. I've actually been working more as a filmmaker this year uh, than I have as an attorney. Um, so yeah, it's about time to just pull the cord and, 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 you know, give it a, give it, give it my all, make it happen. That's exciting, man. I'm really happy for you. I'm glad that you found your passion and that you're listening to the calls of the wild and, uh, you know, cause you kind of have to do that. You know, uh, Justin told me a long time ago at some point it's, it's kind of shit or get off the pot sort of, you know, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't just be like dabbling. You got to either fully, you got to fully commit one way or the other. So I'm, you know, I'm happy for you. I think this is great that you're doing what you love and it seems like you got, you know, a lot of opportunities ahead of you. Yeah. Thank you. I think I, I think it's the easiest thing in the world to say, right? Like you, you know, logically that you know at some point you, you gotta like adam you said pull the ripcord and just be like all right this is it we're going all in you know but man when you've got that steady paycheck it's 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 just so hard to upend that uh you know that 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 solid ground that you're standing on and so i know that's something that we're all we're in our different times we've all hit or are hitting that and it's just uh that that siren song of like, come to the creative side, do this, do this. It's so tempting. It's so tempting. And it's terrifying at the same time. For sure. Oh no, we lost your audio again. What in the world? It, is that better? I hear you. I can hear you. Uh, my goal is to make sure that we have technical difficulties during this show. <laughs> as possible. So I think I'm doing a good job. Doing um, great. <laughs> I was saying it's, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. The creative side, it's just really, it's not very stable and it's a, it is a lot of work. And I think it's a lot of, a lot more work than people think. I think there's a lot of people out there who are just like, I had a good idea. I can, I can do it. I can make it happen. It, it takes a lot of work to actually make something of quality. It starts with a good idea, but like, you, you know, who do you, ha- you got to know who to hire and who you need to hire. What, yeah. what you don't know is mostly, I think is the biggest thing. It's the un- unsexy side of the, of the industry. Like a lot of people think like, oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to sit down for a month and I'm going to write out this great story. And then we're going to go to set and we're going to have actors and cameras and action. And then I'm going to go to Acapulco and I'm going to relax for a few months while the next idea hits me. And it's, it, that, that may be true for the big the big name people but uh when you're an indie filmmaker man it is uh like you got the idea you write the script and they're like all right now the hard work starts you know yeah 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 it's fun it's fun it is i encourage people to do it so you obviously have a love of horror what what about i do horror films like tickles your fancy uh, I, yeah, honestly, I like the, I, 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 you get such an opportunity to be really creative with horror movies, um, you, because they don't have to be grounded in reality. And even almost by definition, they can't be grounded in reality. Um, I actually could not watch, I honestly could not watch horror movies until I was 16 years old. Like I was too nightmares. Oh my God. But I was so fascinated about it. I would always talk to my friends and I'd say, you know, like they'd go, Oh yeah, I saw Friday the 13th part four the other day. And I'm like, I couldn't watch it. It's too scary. Tell me what happened. Tell me everything. <laughs> um, yes. I'd like live vicarious through that. Even that, even stuff like I don't like, I'm not a big gore. I'm not big into gore, but like I will, 
if there's a movie that comes, a horror movie comes out, I will, if it's too gory and that's something I'd like to watch, I will read the Wikipedia article about it. Um, like I know what happens in all three human centipedes. Never seen them, but I've read the, I've, I've read the Wikipedia. But you know, you know how it goes. Out. Yeah. Same. And they're I all... did the exact same thing because I didn't <laughs> want to watch it. Hank and yeah. I during work one day spent like an hour and I just read off the Wikipedia pages and we discussed it. Yeah. It was Yeah, you're like <laughs> I know the struggle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I that's what I, I really dig. I really dig horror. I'm particularly in, 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 enthralled with um old school like eighties slasher type and uh supernatural horror. Those are my that's my jam. So you must be familiar with the Winnie the Pooh horror movie that's coming out i'm so excited for winnie the pooh blood and honey yes so for those that are listening if you're not familiar uh winnie the pooh at least some iteration of of that character has gone into public domain and the moment that happened a couple of indie filmmakers were like well we're gonna make a horror movie about winnie the pooh and it's called winnie the pooh blood and honey and it's a slasher uh film and essentially, uh, Pooh and Piglet go on a rampage, and um, it is very. Seems like it hits a lot of the. You know, I watched the the teaser for it, and it seems like it it checks a lot of those boxes. Like, kind of like the synopsis is that Christopher Robin, you know, has these great you know creatures over in Thousand Acre Wood, and but he goes to college and he leaves them behind, and then they turn feral because they run out of food. So they start like murdering things, you know, and they start getting a taste for human flesh and they start murdering people. And, you know, we kind of get to see as a couple of young group of people go to stay up near Hundred Acre or Thousand Acre Wood, whatever it is. And uh, they encounter Pooh and Piglet and, uh, you know, shit goes awry. It's kind of like the <laughs> synopsis for it. Um, I love the idea of this. I love the idea of taking a concept and like just flipping around like uh, was it Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, you know, or was it Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies or whatever it is. Like just the idea of taking something you're like, ah, let's just take this kind of fun angle on it. Um, you know, I, this is obviously a low budget film. Uh, the visuals don't do much for me based on. The, the teaser i think this was filmed in like 10 days and it was very quick very low budget uh, i think Pooh and piglet are the most um distracting things for me because as i watch them in the trailer i'm like are these supposed to be animals because they just seem like dudes in masks and they yeah. look like dudes in masks so i don't believe for a second that this is not a dude in a mask you know um i will say that as much as they look like dudes in masks, they're horrifying. Oh, of course. Like, imagery is just gross. Yeah. It's a Woody the Pooh mask and it's just sitting there smiling as this guy goes to like saw someone in half. You know, like it's, yeah, it's terrifying. And yeah. it's like a boar that's uh, going to, to eat people and, and whatnot. So I don't know. It looks, I don't know. Again, execution wise, who knows? But I absolutely applaud people making stuff like this. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think it was a rush because it was the the rights to these the characters went public domain. You can't use Disney's image of them. Correct. That's still, yeah, but the rights to the characters, did. and I think it, was, it had to have been a rush to be like, we got to be the first people to get something Winnie the Pooh related out. And but yeah, it is. Uh, it's you know from the trailers, it's got all your it hits all the 
all the marks you need for a slasher. It's got young, attractive people uh, in the woods, and there's an axe somewhere. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> it's probably gonna be. Uh, I don't want to say. I I I don't know the filmmakers, but it's probably gonna be. It'll be entertaining, regardless. Yeah, that's there's a girl. A, there's a girl in yeah. jacuzzi. You know, check that box. You know, like there's all sorts of stuff. So yeah. I want to know how they address or if they address because Piglet turning into a full-fledged wild boar. There's a jump like Winnie the Pooh. You can see maybe that the steps he took to get to where he's at. But Piglet went from like this sweet little Piglet to he grew tusks and now he's kind of gray. I'm just kind of curious to see if they address his mutation, if you will. They won't. I'll just tell you that now. They won't. That would be, if I were making this film, I would have gotten hung up on that. Well, I would have loved to see because obviously, you know, I think it, to them it's probably more in, more important that they stick to some of the iconography, the iconic iconography. looks. There we go. Thank you. I was like, I got I got tripped up and I'm like, and I lost my confidence. Um, but, you know, Winnie the Pooh is a very defined look, whereas Piglet is kind of a pig. And I actually kind of appreciate what they did because he's got the tusks and the fro. But I would have loved to have seen like a more feral Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh's just got a hi, oh, don't bother, I'm gonna eat you, you know, uh, kind of look on his face. Um, I would have loved to see maybe a little more, yeah. I don't know, just feral bear, you know, and that that could be really interesting if they uh, if they don't did that. But yeah, it's interesting to say the least. Yeah. I, I'm curious what other what other stuff would you love to see like this? Like what other like whether it's children's properties whether it's you know uh stuff that's just been owned by a corporation for so many years it's just like god if i had the chance to take this property and do my own horror movie with it your own horror movie spin what would you like to do and with what property holy cow that's a good question um i was kind of thought that like um uh mary poppins would be a Ooh. really interesting like home invasion there you go horror movie right there you know have um, you ever seen you know the guys that recut the trailers uh like they redid the shining as a rom-com they did one where <laughs> mary poppins is a horror movie like where bert at the beginning they have this eerie music and he's like wind's blowing in like and then it's like they have like that like the string you know Something's yeah. beginning, like uh, it, the the little thing that he does in the beginning, it's fucking terrifying. And and to make it like a home invasion, like a um, like a safe room type thing, would be yeah, would yeah. be terrifying. Yeah. Or like, um, what was that movie that uh, the the one where the kids go to go stay with the grandparents for a while, and then it turns out, spoiler alert, that it's not their grandparents. Like, Is that was like, an Night Shyamalan one, right? I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Like something like that, like yeah, where the I kids are like, "Oh, this is our babysitter," and then right. mom's like, "Cat in the hat." Babysitter's a guy, and then <laughs> you know, yes, yeah, cat in the hat. Would be, that would be pretty yeah, wild. Any, anything Doctor Seuss would be terrifying. I want to see the Lorax go off on like get revenge. You know, right? Let's just be there. Yeah, yeah. Because you're kind of rooting because you're kind of rooting for the Lorax at some point. Yeah, you know? yeah. As it's it's going after because it's like it starts murdering loggers. You know, uh, yeah. Disturbing news today as uh, another corporate <laughs> logger was found dead in his home, just shredded by what appears to be some sort of mechanical item. And detectives are absolutely confused. You're hearing this in the background as you see the Lorax like out in his like 
cut down woods just like sharpening a blade. Shink, <laughs> you know, and then cuts to other thing. He just kind of closes in. He turns around. He's covered in blood and he's holding something. And he's like, who will speak for the trees? <laughs> the Lorax. The Lorax. This Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Surprising <laughs> his role, but just slightly different. Right. That would be awesome. I would, they've done stuff like this. Like I know they've they've played with this story, but I would love a crack at doing something really just different and twisted with it. It was Peter Pan. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I know there's been there a few is- different takes on, on that story and those characters, but that I think if it's, if, if someone really had the focus and did it right, that would be. Ooh. Cause what if yeah. Peter Pan was actually like kidnapping kids? Right. You know, That's what I'm saying like he doesn't want to be alone. Yeah. So he kidnaps kids and he brings them back to Neverland and they forget about everything and he just keeps doing it and he's you know and neverland is just like it's kind of like uncle doug's puzzle basement okay in that if we want to go just, there sure you well, know I'm just saying you know it's just got like yeah it's you know what it's like black mask is that the new um uh ethan hawk oh yeah i want to see that oh, movie yeah it's like black, black mask meets peter pan black phone black phone meets yeah. peter pan yeah 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 no, that would be it'd be an interesting spin on it where it's like you slowly, you know, it starts with the story that you know. It's like, oh, it's Peter Pan and he's so cool. But then you start like learning clues. Like Wendy yeah. starts figuring out like, wait a second. You do what now? He's like, yeah, we're going right. to get more kids. It's like, wait, what? It's like, we got to fight the pirates. And the pirates were people that he kidnapped too, just to be like his enemies. And well, you the know. pirates are a rival. They're a drug gang. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tinkerbell's just a prostitute. There you go. That hangs out with Peter Pan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. and just it's it's almost like there's that ep- the the movie The Twilight Zone, where uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that from like the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. there's a there's a, a story in there where there's a little boy that could control reality, and he does something similar where he like convinces people to like he'll be like oh help me and they do and he brings it back to his home and like he controls the reality of the home and people that displease him he'll put into like a cartoon where they get eaten and he takes away someone's mouth at one point in time because they it's it's very like disturbing but you kind of take that sort of angle with it too inspiration from all these other ones yeah yeah it's just like where are you going wendy (laughs) pulls out his dagger you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's a series there's a series of these movies i used to watch when i was in high school um all the covers uh they would straight to video all the all the covers of the dvds have like our um a hologram so you like tilt it this way yes it changes they had uncle sam was one because they always use popular common characters there was uncle sam was one there was jack frost mm-hmm. uh, not to be confused with the um michael keaton one mm-hmm. um a couple other ones but like they were all the uncle sam one was far and away the best in a bad way it was so entertaining it has isaac hayes in it um and the premise is a a very patriotic uh soldier in the gulf war gets killed by friendly fire but he comes back and they never explain why he comes back as a zombie but he just does and he comes back as a zombie dresses like uncle sam and kills people who insult america Boy, it sounds like that movie is going to get remade yes. any day now. Um, right? Any, know. any day now. During Matt now. Gates. Yeah, yeah right? Matt is, Gates. It, it is 90 minutes or whatever it is of just glory. It I would is. hope it's not longer than 90 minutes. Uh, it seems like a lot. <laughs> it's so good. 
Yeah, that's it's so three hours and forty two minutes of yeah. It's the director's cut. Yeah, Not I would love to see cut. any basically any kids franchise. It would be really fun. I mean, mm-hmm. I often joke as I watch some of the kids shows that my daughter watches, and I'm you know like PJ Masks is the one I railed about for a while. I'm like, oh, these kids okay. are dead. They're in purgatory because there's no other parents, and there's no they we don't see these kids' parents, so they're obviously. They've died at some point in time, and they're stuck. They're the same age forever and ever, and they're fighting criminals who are also bad. Or they're, they're children. So I was like, oh, yeah, all these kids di- died. I created this thing where it's like, oh, they died in a bus accident or something like that, and they're all just stuck and living in this reality until they can try to either go to hell or heaven. You know, it's just, you know, stuff like that. These shows suck, so you got to do something, except for Bluey. Bluey is yeah. awesome. Bluey's an awesome show. I stand by yeah. it. Thank you, yep. Jared, for sharing Jared. that with us. But, yeah, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Blues Clues. Blues Clues would be a great, not like a really a horror movie. That'd be a great, like, like crime thriller, like Seven. Right. <laughs> like oh seven? my God. Just Blue and Steve are just grizzled detectives solving murders. Right. Blue's yeah. got a drinking problem. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh. Oh. That would be fun. <laughs> right? Like, how could you take some of these? Oh, oh, yeah. I'm just thinking of, like, what, like, Disney movie, Disney cartoon could you take and make just, you know, so adult, but in, in a, like, I don't know. How could you take The Little Mermaid and turn it into something like Master and Commander? You know, where they're like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, yeah, genre blend. Yeah, oh, right? Oh, that'd be so much fun. I that love it. That would be a blast. I love stuff oh, yeah. like this. I just absolutely love, I, you know. Blood and Honey, you know, uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I just, I applaud anyone who who worked on that and, and put that into motion. I think it's really cool that they uh, that they're doing yeah. stuff like this. And you know, I wish them all the best. It may not be a movie for me, but I fucking, I give you a thumbs up. So keep making yeah. fun stuff oh, like yeah. that. Uh, Justin, I've got something special. You know, speaking of like fun, like holiday mm-hmm. stuff, I've got I've got something new. All right, I've been, I've been. You teased, you teased this, and would not give me any clue as to what it was. So I've been dying all day to know what this is. This is a mind gaff exclusive. 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 That is going to pay its way. That's you're goddamn right. It is. So you all, Justin, you know how I feel about Christmas, right? Oh wait, I do know how you feel about Christmas. Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. Yeah. Doug hates Christmas. Not a big fan of Christmas. And what do I hate a lot? Like maybe the most. What's the thing I, I despise most about Christmas? Uh, is it the gift giving? It's not the gift giving. It's the 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 holiday music. The God. the Christmas okay. music is like I don't nails. Know if I knew that. You did know that. You're just a bad <laughs> listener. And a bad friend. No, uh, I just, I can't stand, um, I don't like, like whenever I'm in a store, it's bad enough that when I go to Costco now for weeks, they've already had Christmas, an aisle set up for Christmas decorations, which is insane. Um, But I guess it's also Costco. I kind of give them a pass because they're like, yeah, we got everything, man. Like, what do you need? We got it in bulk. Um, So, but, but Christmas music in particular, because it is the same music every year. And when someone's like, I'm going to make a new Christmas tune, it's like, it sounds like all the other Christmas tunes that exist out there. So, you know, I hate that. But what I'm excited to share with you in the world today is that you may not know this, but I've got the inside track with a new artist, a new Christmas jam 
is coming out this holiday season. And I'm here to give you the first little taste of what this is. So hold on to your butts. It's coming for your eardrums. Yeah, guys. Wow. Pre-order wow. now. Pre-order. Okay, first of all, you're going to regret that in a second. First of all, <laughs> pre-order now at loveandimprovfilm.com because that song is going to be in their movie. They don't know it yet, but we're gonna we're working on a licensing deal for that. Does this takes place ASPCA during Christmas, know? right? Does What's the that? ASPCA know they re- does the ASPCA know they recorded a cat getting neutered? Because, man... Love and Improv, uh, that movie takes place during Christmas, right? You guys need a Christmas song? I got you covered. All right, it'll be a good price. Good price plus a standard $3,000 fee. That It's just Naturally. a standard industry fee. Uh, no, uh, my daughter got a hold of my voice mod on my computer the other night, and she was, like, playing with, like, this holiday tune thing, and oh, no. I couldn't hear it, no. so I hit, I hit record, <laughs> and it sounds way better because it was auto-tuned than what it was in real life. When I when I listened to it auto-tuned, I'm like, this sounds really good. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. There was at the very beginning, there's a small part of me that wanted to ask, is this Natalie? Yes, that was Natalie. <laughs> good. That's awesome. Christ yeah. on the cross. Can you play it one more time? Yeah, one more time. Here we go. Hold on to your butt. I made a mistake. He's left me again. Oh, God. Right. I got so many questions about how this. Yeah. So, did she just freestyle that? Yeah. She was just singing. Just amazing. And she put on my headphones. She sat here. And because she's seen this thing come, she goes, oh, I want to play with that. I'm like, go for it. And dude, I had to tell her a couple times to tap her on the head. I'm like, hey, you don't have to, you have to sing so loud. Because it was just like, she's in right here going, ah, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. And the, but when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, it auto-tuned it. That's kind of neat. That's cool. It sounds way better than wow. what it was. But it was really sweet. And I, I recorded it and I played it back. And actually, I played it back to her last night. I shared it in our Discord. I go, hey, by the way, you know, I shared that with my friends. They thought it was really cool. And uh, I played it back to her last night, and she kind of goes like this. And she goes, ooh, I'm embarrassed. I'm like, why are you embarrassed? She goes, I don't like to sing in front of people. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I go, just so you know, I'm going to be playing this on the podcast. (laughs) She's like, okay. I'm like, you don't really know what that means, but I'm going to do it. So, uh Um, yeah, I thought oh it was God. really funny, and and she wanted to play with it again last night. She goes, "Can you not record me this time?" I'm like, "Sure." Record, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, please don't, please don't do that." I'm like, "That's cool." And she had this really great conversation with me. She's like, "The reason why I don't like singing is because I get embarrassed, and I think people are gonna laugh at me." And I was like, "Hey, don't worry about that." I was like, "It's," she goes, "I think that people, I'm gonna feel stupid." I was like, "Listen." 
it takes a lot of courage to get up and do anything in front of a lot of people. Some people have a hard time speaking in front of groups of people. So I go, you know, I used to kind of like, I was kind of a teacher. I would get up in front of people and teach them things. I go, I used to get on a stage and try to make people laugh. And I go, and I, eh, a lot of times it didn't work. So, you know, she goes, you did? I'm like, yeah. I go, but it takes practice and the more you practice, the more you get used to it. I go, it's, it's, it's cool. You know? So I go, don't, yeah. don't worry about that. I go, if you want to practice more, hell we'll, we'll work on it. We'll get to the point where people will be like, you sound really good. Yeah. So I go, don't worry about it. <laughs> My wish for this Christmas is that that song gets played at your house on repeat, uh, in like just in the mix of all the other Christmas songs, just sort of also, like pops in can there. You send that in, can you send that into 93.9 in Chicago? <laughs> And just see if they'll put it on rotation. Because they need to, to your point, they need to change that sh- that shit up. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it was interesting to say the least. So uh, I heard that. I was like, uh, she's six. So she's six. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, I was like, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna surprise Justin. A, he's not gonna see this as the Christmas tune coming because he knows how much I don't like Christmas and don't like Christmas right. music. So I was like, pa pow! It's a mind gap exclusive. In well, your face. Me- let me let me say this for the record. Uh, now that I know it was Natalie, tell her I loved it. Of course, that's funny. I was like, yeah, go Everybody ahead. Give me all your insults. Give me all your insults. You're going to regret yeah. that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> not for, not for, for, for a six year old, that was that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I want to do a clip of you you guys reacting to that, and yeah. then like cutting back to like, no, no, man, that was good. How old is she? Yeah, cool. yeah, that was, cool, that was great. Yeah, that was really really good, man. That was really good. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> Slotty says Doug forcibly removing the Christ from Christmas. I don't know what that means, but what? Just live Moss? Is that what you're saying, sir? Yeah. Mary Moss. <laughs> Mary Moss. Mary Moss. Mary Moss. Mary Moss. Um. <laughs> anyway, thank you for uh, allowing me to share that. Thank you for everyone. premiering that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was, was a my gap exclusive. So yeah. here you go. Uh. So, Adam, have you been following, like, sort of the AI image generation that's existing out there in the world? I mean, it's been – I haven't followed the, the image generation thing particularly, but, like, I've followed a lot of the AI growth. And, you know, I mean, they're doing – AI writing scripts now, which, mm-hmm. you know, that is something that connects with me. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's uh, There's been a big um, – are you familiar with Dolly? Um, yeah, he's my favorite artist, actually. Yes, of course. Always everyone's favorite artist. There's an AI generation called Dolly 2, and I think it's something you have to subscribe to right now, or it's like a closed beta that they're going to be opening up to. But you can essentially type in a series of words, you know, whatever you want, and it will generate nine frames of, you know, images based on what you put in. And there's like a Twitter account that posts some of those things that people have generated. A lot of them are hilarious. Um, like and, for example, you could type in Doug forcibly removing the Christ from Christmas and it would come up with an image of that. Absolutely. Oh, it does. Uh, Justin, and I actually, uh, dabbled with this briefly. <laughs> um, we were working on some D and D stuff and he actually found something. He's trying to find a, a picture of this character that he created. And he told me about this site and I went to it. It was, it was really cool. Aside from the fact that you got to see what everyone else generated, and Which is horrifying. Is disgusting. And I was like, I just goes, I'm don't want to be here anymore. I'm like, I don't either. This is yep. gross. There was a one in particular where someone kept trying to get some sort of AI generated image of Christina Hendricks. And the the oh. the, the words that they used were like thick, juicy, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Okay. And I'm like, 
Yeah, I got gross goosebumps just here. Like again, this is why we can't have AI. No, because, well, let me let, no, no, let's pull it. This is why men can't have AI. This is why Agreed. men can't have AI because this is what we go to. Like, all right, show me a picture of boobs and a vagina that right. you know I really want to see. I want to make up. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was gross but at the same time yeah. when the stuff that i was doing like just coming up because i've had all these ideas of what i thought i wanted the setting to look like but you know i can't draw for shit and i can kind of look up some stuff on google images but it didn't quite get what i wanted and i was able to find multiple things where i'm like that's really cool i'm gonna use that for this and i think this is becoming more and more prevalent and in particular I actually just found an article today that uh said it's it's from petapixel and its photographer uses AI to resurrect stars from the dead. And basically this photographer named Alper Yeselitas, who is uh, based out of Istanbul in Turkey, he created the hyper-realistic portraits for a project called As If Nothing Happened. And in particular, he focused on celebrities who died, and he essentially would um, uh, kind of like generate what they would look like today as if they hadn't died it's actually very very cool justin would you have a way of sharing this with adam because i don't know if adam's seen this could you send him the link by chance? i think it'd be kind of cool for us to sort of take a look at this uh, as a as a squad um it's not like deep fake where they talk or anything no no it's just it's just a still image of um of the stuff which is really cool and yeah, uh, I just sent a message on our uh, video ninja. How about that? Look at that. So I'm gonna flip this over just, here. Go ahead. Justin. What's interesting because the this is oh, wow. in, in some way, shape, or form. This is similar to what uh, the police do when they have when a, a kid's been missing for mm. some time, and they have to generate. You know, like they, they used to have to sit there and go, okay, well, what might this kid look like now? You know, missing when they were yeah. six now 13 what would they look like yeah i could see this being a practical application for that the ones that they did here specifically heath ledger horrifying yeah so yeah i mean some of them don't look like who they say tupac looks like tupac that is that that is not kurt cobain i think uh like princess diana looks real real solid um yeah i think that's a pretty good one kurt cobain i i mean I mean, so, I mean, how old would he be today? I mean, I, I guess that kind of, I can kind of see it, you know? May, yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe. John Lennon? Lennon yeah. is a stretch for me. That's that's a stretch. I mean, Tupac, I don't know. Again, I can see it. I mean, Tupac just looks thicker. <laughs> yeah. Heath, oh. Heath Ledger was the one, we were talking about this uh, earlier. He would today be, what did we say he would be? 40, I think 42. 42? That's not a 42-year-old. Yeah, that's a, no. that's a 60 year old Phil Collins. Like, that's not a 42 year old. Don't say his name. You don't say his name. He who shall not be named will appear. He has a curse on his name. If you say it, he will appear and go do, 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 do. And we don't need that. Oh, why don't I have a 0.7 seconds of that? Because it's evil. That's why we God. don't say his name. He's, he's the celebrity it. that people tell me I look like. They say I look like Phil Collins, which is. <gasps> Stop saying it. his name! I said. Jeez, Philip. Jeez, uh, Nicole. God, you know, you know who, uh, Tom Cruise, <laughs> Freddie Mercury on here looks like uh, 
He looks like Mr. Feeney in Boy Meets World. <laughs> he does. Doesn't he? he? Does. Yeah. <laughs> he's wearing Lederhosen for some reason. Uh, yeah. I Mr. Think McFeeney when he's at his yodeling club. Michael Jackson's <laughs> interesting because it's like young Michael Jackson version before, you know, like it's, right. it's it wasn't before like the, the recent. Yeah, yeah. Before there was obviously all the surgery and things like that, which I think is a very interesting looking photo. The Elvis one is just, I don't like that one because it's bad Photoshop. It's just bad yeah. Photoshop. Like that head's way too big for the Look, body. I know I Elvis had a big head, but this body yeah, does yeah. not match that head. He's so all over. That's yeah, that's not good. Also, at first I looked at this, I'm like, what is he, a doctor? Like I couldn't I just as my initial thought is like he's in some sort of like doctor's coat or whatever, he's in scrubs or something. I'm like, he's not a doctor. <laughs> oh ho ho. Scrub me up, nurse. Jimi Hendrix looks pretty, oh. I think, pretty on point. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Some of these are pretty good. Yeah. Um some of these, you know, the the technology is still being Janice Joplin. Uh, I think looks solid. I don't know. I think I think mm -hmm. all these are a pretty good attempt at trying to recreate yeah. Yeah. that. Because what I like about this too is it's a combination of of also both the artist, like the photographer, working with the technology to create something new, which I think is really cool. I think we may get to the point where the technology does all of the work altogether and gives you exactly, you know, what you're looking for. Because I think we had talked about this before. Um you know, there was there's a there's a you know legitimate fear that things like AI are going to take away work from you know artists, you know illustrators, things like Graphic that. Like, and, yeah. yeah, even photographers cool. to a lot of degree. Yeah. You know, um, and in a lot of cases, I think from the film world, some stuff we had talked about is the idea of maybe you're trying to you're trying to conceptualize what it is or you want a client or someone to understand what you're trying to visualize and you can use something like an AI to instantly pull that for like storyboards or concept art and put it out there and be like, this is kind of what we're looking to do and sure. can give someone an idea of like, all right, cool. Because otherwise you're like, all right, I got this idea in my head. All right, picture this. You'd imagine trying to pitch the Sandman, you know, the visuals of that. All right, it's mm -hmm. a guy that's got little mouth with teeth for eyes. All right. And he's just going chomp, chomp, chomp. And he's, and then, you know, you go to hell, but here's what hell looks like. It looks like there's like this, there's this forest, but in the trees there's bodies and you don't quite get the visual, you know? Agreed. But I'll say this, we've been, we did that for for decades and look what we and got justin we got the fast and the furious franchise you're welcome thank god <laughs> no and you see like, where adam and i stand on that right yeah. we did it mission accomplished no of course we did this before i'm just saying that this could potentially make it quicker possibly could. easier possibly cheaper um it can move because these are the things about ai that i like which is taking the mundane and streamlining it so that we can focus on the more abstract stuff, so to speak. I know that again. I, whatever I, I'm a everything I'm a proponent of doesn't affect me personally. I'm like, yeah, right. it's great. Oh no, yeah, like, there's a lot of artists who do storyboards for livings that of course. are yeah, not yeah. happy with this. <laughs> Absolutely, and I would, and I totally respect that. You know, again, me yeah. personally, I'm like, this is great because I personally can just go show me this and then I can pull it up and be like, this is exact. This is very close right. to what I was imagining or maybe just slightly different. I'm like, and I can use this and that's what I need. And I, the last I would, I would hate to deny an artist the opportunity to do that, but then I would have to contact them. I would have to tell them what I'm looking for. We'd have to go through iterations. We would have to, you know, you mean the creative process. Doug? Exactly. 
and it can go, which again is fine, but knowing that there's a, a different and possibly faster process out there excites me because it's less time spent doing that, more time spent doing other things and it can also potentially lower costs, which means, you Sounds know. It's capitalistic to me. I mean, it doesn't hurt. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? <laughs> Adam, are you, as a, as a filmmaker, are you at all concerned about the ability for... You know, AI, right now we've got AI that can write scripts and screenplays, uh, but I mean, it's moving towards, it's moving towards, you know, image generation for if you're, you know, if you're, if you're doing some sort of an animated or uh, uh, CG, you know, shot or actual full film, I'm sure eventually that we're going to get to the point where you can probably have AI edit and make decisions on that kind of stuff. Like, are you concerned at all uh, about this encroaching on, on your slash our industry? I think, I honestly think anybody should be if you're in the industry. And I think actually audiences should be too. Did you, there was a, um, a really funny sketch with like, I think it was Thomas Middleditch and somebody else, a couple of people, they actually like filmed yes. a script that, that AI wrote. It was a riot because everything was weird. It was absurd. And standing in space. It was hilarious. But like it's when they started doing, um, I can't, well, I'm trying to remember what the first film I saw where they used, where they brought back an actor who had died. Mm. Uh, I know there's the, you know, there's Princess Leia came back and um, right. it, it's, it's I mean, they did it in I mean, Gladiator. They did it in the Hunger Games. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've seen it a couple of times. Yeah. It bothers me because at some point in time, I mean, you, you, you're going to have these producers uh, in the big production companies who are just interested in making money. They know people will come back and they'll, they'll pay a lot of money to see, to keep seeing, you know, these stars. So right. why do they need to hire a new actor? Why did they have to, why do we need to have another actor have a different interpretation of the character? Um, I mean, it's, it's, if, if we're already in that situation where the, the cliche is true, there's nothing new coming out of Hollywood. It's all remakes and right. And another a fifth sequel to, you know, like some movie franchise that was popular back in the seventies and eighties, you know, they, they're going to cut the corners and they're going to go that way. So it does, it does bother me. It cycles creativity. And there's a lot of people out there who are coming up with cool new ideas and they should have a fair shot of getting those ideas out there. Uh, when, you know, it's going to be more expensive, but you can, why would you use that when you can CGI and have it, have some computer write you a script and right. put Marlon Brando together with David Bowie. Yeah. That's a weird combination. I mean, they're already kind of doing this. I mean, um, Bruce Willis, you know, he basically sold his likeness to a uh, uh, production company to do a cell phone commercial over in Russia. And essentially, they just deep faked his, with permission, they paid for it. They deep faked, they used his likeness, deep faked it, and his, his face is there for a commercial in Russia. So that's Weird. already happening. Yeah. I would say, like, I listened to this podcast called Dudesy, which is apparently run by an AI, which is amazing to me. Justin has his doubts, but I find it very interesting. And one of the guys on it, Chad Colchin, is a huge proponent of AI and technology. And his thought is into the future, he goes, eventually, everyone's, you're going to type in what you want to watch. And an AI is going to generate everything for you. You're going to basically have your own specific, like, show built just for you that you can then watch and binge watch and get hooked into and it's going to be instantly created as an audience member how do you feel about that possibility 
And as a creator, how do you feel about that? If that's the future were to come true. As an audience member, I mean, like, yeah, there's something kind of, there's something nice to be able to say. Like, I, I'm, I want to watch a superhero movie with, you know, the hero has the power to shoot waffles out of his eyeballs, and it happens. Um, you know, but at the same time, like, some of my favorite, some of, like, I think what makes good, really good, really memorable content, really memorable TV shows and movies is, um, is, and this is going to sound so cheesy. Um, but it's like the, the, the writer, the director, the filmmakers, like feeling they're putting their, they're putting their soul out there and, and, and making it, making it available to you. And I think that's what people end up connecting with. Um, I'm going to go hug a tree afterwards. Uh, the, and then, as, but as a creator, it's the same type of thing. There is a, there is a very strong drive as a creative person to create something, um, to, you know, I, I can't remember who it is, but someone was talking about like writing is easy. You just, you just take a piece of paper out and you cut your, cut yourself and bleed on the page or something like that. <laughs> but like, yeah, there's a, there's a drive to get, I got this idea. I got to get this out. You know, uh, um, like the idea, like the film that we're making, like love and improv, it was something that we are all passionate about. It's an area we're all passionate about. It's something we want to get out on paper. It might not be something that an audience member is going to say, you know what I'd love to see. But if it's available to you and you can see the passion that we put into it, you're gonna like it. So it, it's, I think it's, uh, art is a hard, art was always something that I thought was never gonna be touched by the whole automation AI thing. And then it is starting to, and it it does, it's, I'm not a fan, to put it that way. Yeah. I think I just have one issue with what you said, Adam, and that you're implying that the AI doesn't have a soul. I, I I I will be explicit with I don't think the AI has a soul. Yeah, but you see, the, the thing is, away. AIs are working on building souls as we speak. So <laughs> it's going to put the soul creator workers out of work. But AI is going to automate it. It's going to be faster. It's going to be smoother. It's going to be streamlined. So then those people can find something else to work on. The you souls know? will be less glitchy. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. Sure. Yeah. 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 Justin, how do but you feel all, about that? That they're all going to look like old Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Perfection. Um, which I'm okay with, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, no, I'm I'm in the same boat as Adam in that I, I don't even think as an audience member, I want the ability to say, show me this exact thing I'm thinking of. Like I, part of what I find enjoyable <laughs> about consuming content is following people that I like and seeing what they put out. You know what I mean? Like, so like for Ryan Reynolds, for example, I, I really enjoy following what he does both in the marketing world and in his film career. Uh, and, and whatever he comes up with, I enjoy his creations instead of me dictating, Hey, you make a thing for me and I want to see this thing. I would argue if I want to see that thing, go fucking make that thing. Like I should go make that thing. If you want to see a thing, go make the thing. Um, that that's just my personal stance where I, I enjoy following the artist and getting my and consuming what the artist that I like, what they put out from a artist standpoint, I think it's horrifying and I do not like it at all. I think it's horrible. Uh, AIs don't have souls and, uh, you know, hot take and, uh, yay. <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, I just, I, I do think, uh, I don't know. I don't know that you'd be able, I, I will admit that I'm, I probably, if you gave me a, a, a fully tuned up AI script that like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the one that Thomas Middleditch right. did. Like it wasn't, you know, all bonkers. If they worked out all the kinks and they got a really good AI to write the script and then you got a really good, and you got, uh, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson to write a script. I don't know that I'd be able to tell the difference. I'm I'm not sure that I'd be able to pass the um what's that test? Turing test. The Turing test uh with that. That being said, um the idea, the concept, the feeling of something being created by a person resonates much better with me than uh something just being generated in mass by a computer. That's interesting. This is That's obviously an extreme radical idea of how we would consume sure. and create content that we've never seen before. So the idea of yeah. being like, oh, I'm going to surrender this to some sort of technology to create my version of Star Wars that will obviously be superior to what exists <laughs> and I can watch it and enjoy it in the comfort of my own home. You know what it feels like? It feels like a Black Mirror episode. It does. 100%. It feels like episode two of, of season one. But here's the thing, Justin. Not all the Black Mirror episodes are bad. Some of them are good, and this could yeah, be one of the good ones. Three of them are good. Yeah, this apparently. could be one of the three. So, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just that's saying. Good. I'm not saying. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just you know saying. what? The creation, it sounds, Doug, like you're okay with it. I'm curious. I'm not sure. I would need to see an example. I would need to try it. Okay. And I would need to sit there, and I need to examine it. I need to have to go through the pros and the cons. I have to, I'd have to go through a process. See, People say the same thing about heroin, Doug, and then they're hooked. Mm -hmm. I have mm -hmm. to try it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. But it just—it doesn't. To me, it doesn't sound practical. You know, and I know you, Doug. You're a practical sort of guy. Goddamn right, I am. And in fact, yeah, I think, dudesy. You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. 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 Practical, 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 Ask Practical Doug. So we borrowed Dudesy to be the producer of the show, and, and Dudesy said that it was time for the Ask Practical Doug segment, and that's what happened. Thanks, so, Dudesy. Yeah, it's real. Um, welcome. Uh, <laughs> that was not a great bit for those watching, but those who are listening to the audio, man, they're not going to know what hit them. Wait, what? Um, so if you've never uh, been here before for an Ask Practical Doug, there's a small Doug that lives inside Large Doug, and small Doug is known as Practical Doug, and Practical Doug guides Large Doug in all of life's journeys. Uh, Doug uses him as a compass, if you will. So our audience, our uh, crew, our community likes to ask Practical Doug questions from time to time. If you'd like to ask Practical Doug a question, you can either join us live on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central, you can join our Discord. There's an actual channel for Ask Practical Doug questions or any social medias uh, at MindGap Podcast. You can hashtag Ask Practical Doug and you might get your question asked to answer. Today's Ask Practical Doug question, and Adam, we're going to want you to weigh in on this too, is from Slotty. He says, if your toilet was sentient, would you rather it crave your bodily waste or hate you for it? Holy crap. And I yeah. would like to start with one of our soundboards. Farts. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. here's me after the one chip challenge. Yeah, right. So make it happen. 
So my my thoughts on this, it's funny because um, I used to think about this when I was eating food, particularly when I was eating cereal when I was a kid. I was sitting there like, man, if this cereal was real, would it be happy that I'm eating it? Or would it be like, oh, God, don't consume me. And I always Please, went, Lord, spare us. I always went with, you know, I think they'd be thrilled. They'd be like, yay. So when that movie Sausage Party by Seth Rogen came out, and I was like, oh, my God, this is something I used to think about as a kid. They're like, yay, they're picking me to be eaten. But in that movie, they're like, oh, my God, it hurts. I don't want to be eaten. Like, it was kind of like both sides of that scenario yeah. in my head. It was like, I was like, oh, my God, are they in my head? Do they know what I think about? Um, so I look at this in a couple ways in a very practical way on a moral level. I would, I would prefer the toilet to be like, thank God sustenance, right? Please feed me. I like this as opposed to something that's like, please don't do this because it feels like torture. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to do that, but it also depends on how emphatic the toilet is in either direction. Because if I walk into the bathroom and I turn on the light and I hear, oh, good, oh, good, oh, good, yes, 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 fill me up, fill me up, daddy, fill me up, give it to me. And, like, I open up the lid and it's just going, and I'd be like, I don't, I don't, this is making me feel run, really uncomfortable. It's like, don't tease me. Get it in there. I'm like starving. Toilet, you know? In this scenario, the toilet has a tongue. Yeah, it does. It has a I fleshy love, tongue. I love yeah. it a tongue, yeah. Yeah, it's just sitting there and be like, get it, get it in here. You know, because cause it, if it's just like starving, it's it craves it, you know? I know what it's like when I crave something. I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I have a pretty rabid approach yeah. to how, how I get there. And if it's just like, you know, it, it's very unsettling. I'm like, I don't really, I'm not excited to go in here. Because maybe you walk by, it's like, is it time? It whispers. You coming in? You coming in? Is it time? Papa hungry. You know, it's just this horrible, horrible thing. Now, the flip side is also pretty horrifying. You walk in, you turn on the line, it just starts going. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, you go pee, it's like you're waterboarding it. You know, it's like, uh, uh, you know, you have to take a shit, God forbid. It's like, I don't know. What did you eat? You had hot sauce? How many you things have hot sauce? Starts retching as you. <laughs> yeah, it's like ah! It just screams in horror the whole time you're doing it. And you're sitting there guilty as you're pooping. Right. It's like how oh, get off your phone? Just get this over with. <laughs> Stop looking at your text messages. No one's texting you. Get off of me. Are we done? It's too much paper. I can't swallow it all. You get up a day, god damn it! You you bastard! This is horrible. All right, um, so that's the two sides of yeah. it. So, which would you rather? <laughs> I would, I guess, I would, I would probably go for the for it craving my waist because at least there's some semblance of enjoyment, as annoying and unsettling as it would be. Um, I would rather have that than you know walking into a room and feeling like I'm committing some sort of crime. You know, sure, that uh, makes sense. Towards this sentient toilet, so that's that's where I stand, Adam. Where do you think? Adam. Where do you weigh in on this? I see what you're talking about. I mean, as far as the the uh, the emphatic nature, how 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 with how much gusto do they do they like? Because it's like if you go to a masseuse and you're getting a massage, I think it's acceptable to make a couple of noises like mm, that's good. But like again, there's a huge difference between mm, and oh yeah. <laughs> like you'll probably not be allowed back, depending on. Your level yeah. of 
If you're just like, deeper, deeper, harder. Yeah. Hold it, hold it. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I my, my no initial knuckles. leaning is, my initial leaning is, yeah, I would prefer it to brave it. But yeah, crave is a strong word. It is. I, I, just, I feel like you should be happy in your job. Yeah. So that's why I lean that way. I agree. I agree. I think you should be happy in your job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a fair uh, it's a fair distinction is is crave is a very uh it's it's the operative and a very strong word in this uh in this scenario. Um no, but no. I would I I have to agree. I I feel like yeah, you got to you got to have you got to go with the craving cuz otherwise I do feel like I'm committing, you know, a, a crime, an atrocity, if you yeah, will. Yeah. Absolutely. Slotty goes in the chat. He goes, "Adam has the enlightened point of view here." Yes. He does. Guess he's gonna be happy to happy with your job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I can't yeah. imagine living my whole life going into a bathroom and just basically having this sentient being be like, "I hate you." You know, it's like a Count of Monte Cristo situation. It's plotting its way to get out and get revenge on me, you know, right. and take everything I have. And it's like it haunts me in my dreams, and finally it gets free, you know. And it's like it gets me in this perfect. You know, Machiavelli situation, and it's and I'm sitting there going, "How could you do this?" It's like you shat me for years. I'm like, I had to do it somewhere. It's like, fuck you, and then it like kills me somehow. Like I don't know, mm -hmm. I don't know how it does it, but it it murders me. It gets its revenge, and I'm like, yeah, I I, I don't want to do that. I feel like we need to uh, enter this scenario into an AI uh, program and let it produce a script for us. I feel like it could be a That'd great be horror good. film, a revenge horror film. Mm. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Don't go into the bathroom. <laughs> All right. I think that was a solid one. Way to go. No yeah. pun intended. Uh, pun intended. Who knows? But hope you enjoyed it if you're a toilet. <laughs> ah, all right. It is decided. There we go. Slotty, thank you for the suggestion. I appreciate that. That one came in and I was like, you're speaking my language, pal. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. The best part of that was it came in as a meme. Um, and I, I just kind of like did it plainly, but it was a meme from like Sopranos. Um, and it was, I haven't seen it, but it's one of the characters like, Tone, if your toilet was sentient, would you rather it crave your bodily waste or hate you for it? It turns to Tony and goes, I can't have this conversation again. Like, he's just like, I'm, I'm not going to do this. Like, I won't do it. All right. Yeah. So I thought that was funny, you know? Very cool. Um, <laughs> woo. Woo. There it is. There it is. Uh, Adam, this is oh the my. point in the evening where we ask uh, for recommendations. So what do you got as far as either books you're reading, video games, uh, recipes, uh, movies you're watching? You recommend something to us. What are you enjoying that our fans should enjoy too? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to love this one. So a friend of mine had recommended this movie to me. So I decided to check it out. It's currently streaming on Amazon Prime. It's called The Greasy Strangler. Oh, it I've is, heard of this. Holy Lord. Um, it is, I watched it. It's very Napoleon Dynamite-esque, where it's like these are, all the characters are losers, and they have this very grandiose idea of what their life is, and it doesn't match reality. But um, it's like Napoleon Dynamite with uh, a lot of horrible nudity and and really campy gore. It is strap strap yourself in for it, but it's uh, it's enjoyable if you like cheesy bad horror movie stuff. 
um, a legitimate, a, le a legitimate, like good recommendation. I've been watching Sandman right now, and it's fantastic. fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let me ask you a question. Are you uh, familiar with the source material? Not really. I, uh, it, I think that sort of hit when I was kind of dying down on my interest in comics. Um, but I mean, I know like, like uh, Neil is a Gaiman guy. Neil Gaiman. Yeah. yeah. Neil Gaiman. Yeah. I love him. Like, yeah. like everything he's done is, is fantastic. Um, so yeah, I like his stuff. I just, I never read the, I never followed the comics very much, but yeah, the show is, I know I genuinely know the characters and, and the, the gist behind it, but yeah, it's, it's beautifully shot, beautifully acted. It's Neil Gaiman. It's fantastically written. It's awesome. Yeah. We were wondering, Doug and I are both huge fans of both the source material and the show. And we were wondering if, uh, how someone who was not, uh, overly familiar with the source material would would take to the show. And so we've been anyone that we find that is watching it that doesn't know, you know, super familiar with the source material. We're very curious to see how how they're liking it. So sounds like it. You it's are funny like, you bring yeah. that up, Justin, because I got a text about 20 minutes before we started recording from our friend Sam, who was watching it with his girlfriend. And he was like, if you watch the same man, I was like, he's like, what do you think of it? And I told him, I go, how about you? He goes, I'm four episodes in. And I'm like, I don't know. It's a lot to digest. It's a lot to understand the universe and the world. And I was like, do you have any questions? I'm like, I'll blow off this fucking podcast. You ask me anything right now and I will, I will answer it for you. I'm here for you. Yeah. Um, and we had a nice yeah. little discussion. Just to episode five, Sam. I was like, episode yeah. six is my favorite. Hands down. That one was great. The The sound of her wings was what easily my favorite. It's one of my favorite parts of the comic. Um, and uh, the uh, the mini episode, the the short stories that they added after the fact was also just so good. Loved it. So yeah. anyway, yes, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Couldn't agree more. Also, I remember seeing the trailer for the Greasy Strangler years ago because <laughs> I just like to go to Apple trailers and just see what's coming yeah. out. I was like, that looks like an interesting film, like just unique style, <laughs> unique look. So interesting. I, I think I'll have I to try to and find up, that and check that out. I need to look up the trailer for that. I have not. Uh... It'll it's something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pour, pour yourself a good drink before you start yeah. watching that one. Done. Interesting, yeah. Justin. What do you got? And um, I am. Uh, I'm going to recommend um, "Welcome to Wrexham." It is on uh, FX slash Hulu. It uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney bought a Welsh football team, um, and in the town of Wrexham, Wrexham AFC, and uh, the. The show is a documentary series about them buying it and trying to turn the club around. So the team has fallen to the lowest uh, tier that you can in um, the lowest league that you can in, in their tiered structure. And so they've been relegated all the way to the bottom and been that way for years. And so <clears throat> they bought this team with the hope of turning it around and eventually want to get them back up to the Premier League, which is where the best of the best, you know, the teams that, you know, that's where they play is the premier league. And so it's just really interesting to watch, uh, Rob McElhenney, if you don't know, is, uh, he plays, uh, Mac on, uh, always sunny in Philadelphia and from mythic quest. Um, and, uh, yeah, just the two of them together and just this journey they're on. It's very odd that the two of them got into this together. And, you know, uh, McElhenney makes the joke at the very beginning. He's like, you know, he was, it was his idea and he's, you know, he's like, I'm from, I always grew up as a, uh, uh, an Eagles fan and everything in Philadelphia. And I, I, I understand the underdog story. And, you know, when I heard about Wrexham, I, this and this, but it takes a lot of money to buy a football club. It takes, you know, more money. I have TV money, but it takes movie star money. It takes 
superhero movie star money. It takes gin money. It takes <clears throat> mobile phone money. It takes, and he just kind of rattled off. He goes, so there's only one person I could call, you know, and just the fact yeah. that Reynolds went for it. It's just an interesting story. Also, very interesting to learn about the town of Wrexham and the country of Wales. So I would strongly recommend it. Uh, half hour episodes. I think there's 17 episodes in the first season. Uh, they're still releasing them every week. So check it out. It's a, it's a fun, very lighthearted, easy watch. Cool. Doug, what do you got? Um, I just started watching uh, an anime on Netflix called Cyberpunk 2077 Edge Runners. Or yeah. Cyberpunk Edge Edge Runners. It's based on the Cyberpunk 2077 universe. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm almost through the first two episodes. Uh, it's pretty violent, um, and it's it's interesting. Essentially, if you're not familiar with that universe, it's it's you know kind of kind of I don't, know, I don't know if I'd say dystopian future, but it's you know tech is pretty big, and people can you know augment their bodies with different things, and um, it's following this you know young teen who's just down on his luck is you know single parent home and uh, he doesn't have a lot of money he's bullied at this prestigious school and he's kind of trying to figure out what to do and he comes into contact with this like cybernetic stuff that gives him pretty powerful abilities and he's currently not using them for good so um it's interesting so it came as a high recommendation uh so i'm i'm curious to to check it out and see what it's about but so far it's interesting so i'll keep you posted I'll give you my final Please review do. once I get through with it. But so far, it's, it's animation is really well done. Music's Might we cool get an anime out of context from this? Possibly. I mean, I should try that as a challenge to do like a good anime and do an yeah. anime out of context scene from that to see, you know, actually, that could be interesting with this because you'd be like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, right. That's what most <laughs> with me holy, sh holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'd recommend. Cool. Um, Adam. Thanks so much Yo. for being here yeah, with us tonight. This was great. Um, as we wrap up here, please tell everyone where they can find you, where they can follow you, and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, so come check out uh, our YouTube channel. It's called Smoose Entertainment. That's M Moose with an S at the beginning of it. Um, we've got some of our shorts. We've got some uh, some trailers and some episodes of uh, Quarantine Files that I did with our good friend Justin down here. Uh, check out loveandimprovfilm.com uh, and you can check out and you'll find a link to the Season Spark campaign. Um, also, I was told, so I don't know if anybody likes my shirt. Uh, this oh, was made yes. by a good friend of mine, Snowman Films. I've been, so, I've been yeah, looking at your shirt all night. So it, it says write, like shoot, it. edit, upload, repeat. It's a really cool, like, like three-quarter length baseball tee. Yeah, I like it a lot. That's a good friend of mine who's a filmmaker out here in Denver, uh, the Denver area. And uh, so he's got a website called snowmanfilms.shop where you can get this and you can get a lot of material for filmmakers and other creators. So please go check that out. And, uh, but yeah, donate to the Seed and Spark and let's make my butt burn, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's a sound bite I want to yeah. isolate. Let's make my butt burn. Uh, also, you can follow MindGap on all social medias at MindGap Podcast. Please check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Podcast. Hit that like button, hit subscribe. It'd be great. And if you could please leave us a comment, leave us a comment on any of the stuff that you see there. You see our shorts, you see our segments, you see our episodes, you see our live streams. Come check us out for our live streams, podcasts. Uh, live streams are on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central. I host a video game podcast on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. Come hang out. Come check us out. We appreciate the love. We appreciate the subs. We appreciate the support. You're all the best. And don't forget to follow Justin as well. 
on Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael spelled M I K E L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple podcasts, Stitcher, Apple, uh, Google podcasts, uh, Podbean, good pods, all the places where you can find and consume podcasts. You can find and consume us and then do the thing where you share and rate review and follow and all that jazz. And then to East eighth.com and to East eighth and all social medias. And like Adam said, love and improv film.com. Go to the Seed and Spark campaign. Anything you can. Uh, if money's really tight and you can't even spare a dollar, share the campaign. Just let people know that this campaign's out there. The movie's happening. And then uh, on Instagram and Twitter, Love and Improv Film. Um, and then Adam, give me the name of the website one more time for your friend with the shirt because I'm actually going to buy one of those shirts. Yeah, snowmanfilms.shop. There you go. Yeah. Bam. Well. Another yeah. wonderful podcast. Adam, it's such a pleasure to have you back again. This was so much fun. I always love having you back here. It's always a great conversation. So thank you so much for making the Aww. time to hang out with us. Thanks, Shmoopy. Aww. And with Aww. that, I'll say, uh, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Chat, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast. <laughs>